listening to the boys from the big bad city it's episode five you're listening to the little things in life podcast with me tom and me katie we hope we are finding you in the best health we do we really do um let's just just jump straight in shall we um let's just go straight into it because we've recorded this episode the same week as we've recorded the last episode we can't talk about um your like not get you to send in suggestions and your views or just opinions on the last episode but um we haven't done that this week because we haven't released last episode yet yes exactly um so that feature is not um is not going to be making an appearance this week however However, (laughs) oh okay that's getting weird um me and katie yesterday experimented katie and i oh my god (laughs) experimented with using skype um, in yes, order to record because podcasts. Because we know you're so worried about not getting your weekly episodes. Yes, and it did it did work. It does sound it does sound like I'm a radio DJ and so, Katie's just on a permanent phone yeah. in line. But I think it'll be better than nothing. And we will get we'll give it a try. Yeah. So we'll be on like uh, we'll be able to see each other as we're doing it. Because I don't yeah. exactly want to be looking at like a wall yeah, in my no, room at home. I'll be able to we'll be able to record yeah. episodes and hopefully it's not too unbearable. <laughs> Uh, so how's how's the last few days been for you, Katie, in self-isolation? Well, I've had a lovely last few days. Um, all of us in the house making the most of everyone being here. Um, Jupp has left the big brother house. So there's only five out of six of us and then we're all leaving tomorrow. Um, and so we've been making the most of it. Uh, last night we had um, a few of us, uh, a few of our friends over, all had some drinks, playing Mario Kart, yeah. also played werewolves. We won't talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> basically it didn't go well. A so. lot of drunk people trying to learn the rules of a board game when dancing control didn't go particularly Daniel well. was not a very happy bunny. No. Um, but no, that was really nice. Um, you know, as much as all this going on... Uh, you know, with the the virus, mm. the virus. Um, it's nice. Everyone, everyone's doing things, making yeah. the most of it. Send us it if you're doing anything interesting in your yeah. self isolation period, or maybe you're doing something that you're finding really enjoyable. I'm sure there's a lot of people just sat twiddling their thumbs, being like, "What the hell can I do with yeah, my time?" Exactly. Send them in. We'll um, we'll mention them in the next episode, which will be in like two weeks' time now. Um, from now, f- yeah, from now. Um, so yeah, send them in. We'll. Yeah. Uh, they might get a feature. Also, out of me and Katie, Katie, if you, if you had to, if you had to self-isolate with one of the members of the Little Things <gasps> in Life podcast, who would it be and why? No jokes. Don't answer that question. Wow. I don't think. I don't think I'll I'd put win it that. on the Instagram. Okay. Let's get a poll going, Tom. <laughs> Good God. This is war. <laughs> Good God. Um, no, but brunch today was really nice as well. Brunch. We basically stole all of Kieran's food. Um, Kieran. Uh, oh, Jap. I just don't. I, I don't know why. On the podcast, I call him Kieran. How formal of you? I think I do call him Kieran anyway. To be fair, I used to really do. I used to like call him Jap. Like that is a that's a posh private school person. Posh private school. But no, yeah, we had some lovely food. Basically, using Jap's food because he's left now. 
um, and got all of our uh, th- things that we had. So I had some hash browns. That we had some hash browns yeah. yesterday, though, I... and we didn't need to eat those hash oh, browns. We could have had those today. I had half a hash brown. <laughs> I don't think I've ever cooked for that many people as well today. <laughs> oh God, those eggs were wow. <laughs> those were those were <laughs> Becky's eggs. Becky, we that's, yeah. Some of the eggs didn't come out, but we were frying lots and lots of eggs at once, and some came out disgusting. Yeah, there was a bit of miscommunication going on where... Uh, it was quite hard to get them out the pan. Tom thought yeah. Becky was cooking some eggs and then he was like, oh, Becky, they're burnt. And she was like, oh, I thought you were doing it. And that was like, oh. yeah. But, but no. my, the, my ones I did at the end were absolutely were lovely. And I did the sausages and the bacon. Yeah, I I held open the door when it was a bit hot in the kitchen. <laughs> so, oh, yes, yes. So that was that was, uh, that was my contribution. Yes. Um, I was also thinking the other day, though, Go on. Kicking it back to episode one. Do, do tell. This crisis, these uncertain times we find us in, would be the perfect scenario for UBI to sort of... Universal basic income for those who don't remember or don't know. A lot of It would have solved a lot of problems that we're currently having to deal with. But that's another podcast. I was about to say, that's a conversation for another day, Tom. Mm. And shall we... So... Well, no. Um, I wanted to say about um, the little things, things in the I was life. about to introduce that. I was oh, going to say, sorry. <coughs> I was going to say the feature... The thing we didn't feature in yesterday's oh, episode, sorry. which is last week's episode, um, is, yes, the little things... Katie's little little things in life um, snippet. Brunch. And uh, you want to talk about road rage, apparently, today. That was That isn't my little thing in life, though. <laughs> I'm not saying... So that, that really made me go, oh, that was lovely. No, of course, it's not a little thing in life, is it? These are nice things to the little things in life. Well, you said this week on, you want to talk about the road no, rage No, I was going to... Ah, nah, that wasn't right. I was going to say about the, the shop, but I, it was... Oh, I'm really waffling here. <laughs> I, All right, just, no. My little, my little thing in life this week was... Um, Something we didn't mention in last week's episode. Last weekend, obviously, um, it's the week, last weekend all of us sort of spent together when we were kind of really, it was socially acceptable to leave the house. And in the day on the Saturday, we went into the Northern Quarter after our brunch um, and we went to Eastern Block, yeah. um, which is like a record, sh- the upstairs is like a record shop and the downstairs is a cafe. Yeah. Um, and... I'd been there before, but I hadn't been in ages and just thought, may as well check it out. And I'd never been before. Yeah, so went upstairs into the uh, into the record store bit and there was a really nice, helpful shop assistant man. Um, went like, started asking me loads of questions about what sort of music I was into, why I was there, um, like the sort of bands and artists that I'd listened to. And he was like whacking, basically gave me a little pile of, based on what I said, I mean, it really caught me off guard to be fair. Because yeah. you don't, it was literally just... We were the only people there, to be fair, and it was a very, it was a very small shop, but you yeah, know, it was incredibly helpful. Gave me a big pile of records and was like, "Just listen to these, he, see if they take your fancy." And he I, was honestly so nice. Yeah, I think he should get a pay rise. You can yeah. tell he loves his job. Yeah, he's a proper crate digger. I yeah, think. Like, really, really into his like into his stuff you know and, when you meet someone like that, like a shop assistant. It wasn't even. It literally looks like that was his passion, mm. and he just loved what he does. Yeah, and don't you just love that? Yeah, and I ended up getting. Uh, I mean, I did. I wasn't planning on getting anything, um, but yeah, no, I did end up getting one of his recommendations. Um, 
You could say, though, he was being so nice because he wanted to sell the stuff, but I don't believe so. Well, I mean, he gave me a big pile, and I... Uh, yeah, well, maybe. Uh, nah. I, no, no, I don't... Well, I don't know. I no, don't, well, no, don't has, think that like that. That's that. what salesmen, is... are, salesmen are like. Yeah, true, um, true. But, yeah, no, that was... That was... Um, that's my little thing in life. Eastern Block Records. Shout out to them. If you're in the Northern Quarter and you're like... I mean, they do... It's also it's more all, like, dance, electronic music. Yeah, and that... Um, that... And that I think is quite interesting because you don't really think about that when yeah, you think like of uh, white label stuff. So, garage, dubstep, DMB, house, techno, DMB. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of that. No, it was very, very good. Um, and then I don't think it was the same day the road rage. I was gonna say you want to talk about the road rage. I really do because we were walking along and then we just like noticed there wasn't there a little van was beeping. There was a cyclist. Yeah, was a cyclist. It, who was, Indicating was... you wanted to turn right by the Whitworth, um, and then and then uh, a man in a white van <laughs> was just driving along behind him, just with this like constantly just beeping his horn at this guy who's obviously he had to move over to the middle of the road in order to turn right. Obviously, because you cycle on the left hand side, you drive on the left hand side, and this van just driving along the road was just beeping him. It but, was just completely were, unnecessary. The lights were red anyway, so it's not like the cyclist was going to be getting in his way and the cyclist was going off the road. So then this cyclist proceeds to leave, like, go off the road, sticks his middle he finger was, up yeah, the he was, whole was time so, he turned he right. so, like, sat so upright on his bike and so composed whilst yeah. he flipped off this... Cool, um, calm and collected. twat in a van, to be brutally honest. And then, um, so that happened, the cyclist is gone. I, I really respect that cyclist. Yeah. Then... It was a red light, and the man in the van just went on the other side of the road. Um, then, like, I can't, don't know how to explain this. Well, what had happened was someone had seen the incident, and because the man had to stop behind a bus, gone up to the window, and I think he was saying, "What you've done is, like, I can't, like, that's a stupid thing to that's do." That's news to me. I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah. So he was like, "I'm <laughs> now taking pictures of your number plate because you've just driven down the road, beeping the cyclist who hasn't done anything wrong." So then proceeds to go on the other side it's of the so, road. Yeah, I think he was getting abuse, saying he had his phone out, so he must have been taking pictures of the number plate. And then his response to this was, "Yeah." Going on the other side of the road, um, you know, obviously it was a red light anyway, but he's on the other side of the road. It has to go round a bend. And turn like to go backwards on himself um, through another red light. Well, no, that wouldn't have been a red. No, light. he would. He had to. Well, he turned. He turned onto the wrong side of the road through a red light. But it. Oh no! He just went. He went around the other side of the. He went on the wrong side of the road to then turn into like a T junction. <laughs> yeah, they know exactly what we're talking. About. <laughs> Basically, long story short. Um, it was a very illegal manoeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just far worse than beeping a cyclist without reason. An illegal manoeuvre. <laughs> I like that. Um, but, but yeah, that was just quite interesting. Yeah. Gonna miss that about Manchester. The road rage. And today I uh, went for a walk in Platts and um, just at the houses near Platfields. We just see a chair like just thrown over the fence it's like, what? <laughs> what just flying over the fence? Yes. like Mo behind the um, the bar in the, uh, after our night out on Saturday um, our last no on Friday mm. after Friday um, we were sitting down in the takeaway at Crunchy Fried shout out yeah, to Mo some of us didn't make it to the uh, 
the uh, chicken the shop after, <laughs> after the night out on Saturday. And I wonder who that was, Tom. No, it wasn't me. Anyway, um, and we were sitting down and then um, some people come in and Mo, it was behind the counter and he just jumped up to scare these people but they were just past the point and they just did not like react at all. Be like, yeah, and these boys just were like so tired and drunk. They just sort of carried on looking at the board without even paying him any notice. It was so <laughs> The look on his poor face. Really yeah. is the little things in life. But talking about chicken shops. Well, this takes leads us, us straight into our question this week. To the avocado filling of the bagel <laughs> that is the Little Things in Life podcast. <laughs> What's the question this week, Katie? Is this was a suggestion as well? Yes. So this was uh, suggested by Eileen. Um, with ha- with a special mention to Amy. Who, special, yes, to Amy Maltlow. Who helped us, helped us phrase the question. I mean, I liked the way... Um, anyway, we're going to go straight into it. <laughs> the question this week. Is there a stigma associated with plant-based diets? Ooh. Now, I think this is really interesting. Yes. And I think there's so much we can talk about. So many branches to go down. Pardon the plant-based pun. Well. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I got. I thought you said branches. Oh, Tom, you I just was, ruined I it. I was just like, I was just like, oh, she must be branches first. Oh, you've ruined it. Oh, oh no, well. it was funny. It was just the execution. Right, I don't need to it's be like t- you earlier at breakfast. Oh, very meaty breakfast, where you were like, you know what? If this wasn't cooked, I probably wouldn't have eaten to <laughs> eaten it. And I was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have eaten it either if it wasn't cooked. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, veganism. Plant-based diets, no meat, no dairy. Yes. Or, well, but we want to talk about vegetarianism as well. Yes, yeah. And pescatarianism. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. You don't hear the word pescatarian that much. That, that's, they eat fish, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. eat fish. Um, Kezia is a pescatarian. And she's a bit of a pest as well. Yeah, so <laughs> what are your initial thoughts on this? Because we did some, we uh, we wrote down some initial thoughts yes. on the question. And then since then, um, you watched part of a documentary. I watched it all of all I, of the documentary because yeah, I had... have been so busy. I had a lot more spare time than Katie did. Yeah. Um, the documentary, The Game Changers. Yes. And it all my, it completely changed my opinion and completely changed what I was going to say in this episode. That's really interesting. Um, and as to the extent where Katie's just made me a cup of tea and I asked her to put soya milk in it because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't bear to think about um, putting normal milk in That's it. That's me, the tea lady. Yeah, no, she, no she, I make them for her too. It, it, she offered. Well, um... um in terms of um, my, you know, thing with vegetarians and vegans and all this, I ha- I am in my sixth week of no dairy at all, um, as recommended by my doctor, um, because they think I'm lactose intolerant. Um, so I am sort of uh, living... I'm not living a vegan life, because today we did have a big breakfast and we did have, like, sausages and bacon... And eggs. Um, but I haven't bought meat for... Um, so I don't buy meat to cook with. Um, I, haven't, I haven't done so for like over a year now. Um, 
because I just think it's easier and I just think it's it's like the little changes um, that you know helps with um, you know cutting down uh, and I think that's really important see that was my point of view was it? and then since watching this I think I don't think I think that's not just not enough well I obviously haven't watched all of this I will sort of give my thing on that in mm. the next episode well um, yeah but um, I do buy meat when I'm out but since reducing the amount of meat I do eat oh that rhymed um, I don't crave you know like if I'm going out I don't have to have meat like uh, on things if that makes sense uh, like I will happily go for a vegetarian option and the vegan options are actually quite nice yeah that vegan sandwich I had in um, foundation. foundation was delicious foundation coffee house very mm. nice place in northern quarter uh, yeah, so my initial ideas before watching this documentary, well, to be fair, this is more, fo- I think I still agree with this, is focusing on the stigma surrounding veganism. I sort of, there are two, well, veganism, plant-based diets in general, there are two big things that I thought about. The first of which is reasons for a stigma would be people looking at them and being like they're disadvantaging themselves, they're being difficult, they might be being edgy, you know, like, as a caterer, I imagine it's, catering for meat eaters vegans and vegetarians yeah it's it's a lot easier if they just were meat eaters because the vast uh proportion of society are meat eaters um so i think there's that that reason to hate on it you know um but i also think that's something that vegans are aware of they're aware of that they might be coming across as quite difficult but the second point that i initially thought of is i reckon a lot of hatred over veganism is from people who know that it's morally correct, know that it's healthy, but because they know that they themselves don't have the willpower, the like the motivation, the devotion, Drive. maybe even just are, are too sort of lazy and set in their ways yeah. to change their mind, just have to hate on it because they're like, I know that is the right thing to do. Whether it's cutting down, whether it's being vegetarian, whether it's being pescatarian, whether it's being vegan, mm. I know that's the right thing to do for the welfare of animals, for the health of the planet for the health of myself yeah um but i really enjoy steak which there's nothing wrong with that mm. who doesn't well vegetarians <laughs> uh, um and um you know i i don't have i'm too set in my ways to make that um that step in my life so i end up just making fun of them and hating on them and calling them pasty and weak yeah and i and i agree about the thing of um people being stuck in their ways like some people refuse and won't and won't even think of like cutting down Mm. um there are there are some like you think the singer morrissey is sort of like the vegan equivalent of that though he is a like staunch vegetarian um and sort of almost like a tribal aggressive vegetarian so i think there are there are two sides of the scale but i think yeah it's definitely more prominent in meat eaters yeah yeah um but in terms of the stigma um i think some people i think why there might be a bit of a stigma some people believe so strongly um about the topic Mm. that they really really make their voice heard and you know like especially on kieran (laughs) jupp no carol when it comes to the stigma around veganism, I think, particularly veganism, um, 
is the idea of, um, you know, you know they're a vegan because they tell you about it. They oh. always tell you about it thing. And, oh, um, yes. Actually, maybe I disagree um, with what I said earlier then. Josh Finch said on the Instagram about that, and I 100% agree about it, that that... Because we put on the Instagram the uh, words you associate with veganism. Yeah, we got some good... Yeah, I sort of say that's like this idea that they force it down your throat. It's yeah. a stereotype, it, really. It, a massive stereotype. But, and that is why I think there is sometimes uh, a negative uh, relation to the word. This idea that, yeah, veganisms te- vegans, vegetarians, tell people what they should be eating yeah whereas meat eaters don't yeah 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 but i i don't agree with i don't it. agree with that yeah so i disagree with what i just said earlier then actually now thinking about it it's not more prominent in um meat eaters well that's an interesting I one i think maybe yes yeah, maybe it's not more i i accept it's i accept it's a stereotype but maybe it is yeah it's a massive stereotype and it's not true like you know it's not true like when um amy maltloaf uh, dear amy maltloaf um she is a vegan um, and when we first became friends, and I don't know when it was in the friendship when I found out she was a vegan, but we were in Morrison's and she was buying a vegan cupcake, and I was like, oh, a vegan cupcake? She was like, yeah, I'm a vegan. Yeah. And I, you know, I'd known her, like, for a while, um, you know, and she's an example. Like, they don't, like, they as well, talking like... <laughs> They're a different species. <laughs> um, but, you know, I know, I do know a lot of people, and... Uh, I know a lot of people just so <laughs> I know a lot of vegans point. and they don't force it down your throats but it yeah. is a lot of people do think they that, just assume that they tell you what to eat and that's all that they talk about what were some of the other ideas people said on the Instagram yeah we got a bit of got a bit of listener interaction on this episode. yeah we did um, we got um, vegetables which from Josh <laughs> What when you think of vegetarians, you think of vegetables. <laughs> Brilliant there, John. I like your thinking. I wonder why that came to yeah. mind. Um, activism, mm. and then that always tells you about it. Um, ideology, um, and then um, saving the animals and the planet. Um, said um, Abby Eyeball. Uh, sorry, Abby Ball. That's her Instagram. <laughs> that's her Instagram name. Um, sustainab- you can't plug people's Instagram names on a little thing in life podcast. <laughs> Abby, <laughs> we'll edit got- that out. Jokes, jokes. Carry on. Abby, you've just got a shout out. Um, sustainability from Francis Tallulah. Um, Tallulah, that's her name, Tallulah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then health as well. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, a reason why people do go vegan or, or veggie. Yeah, because it's one of the main things which I kept from my GCSE biology classes of why there is a necessity to eat meat was this idea of we need first class proteins and since watching the documentary and doing a bit of research um, I've learned that first class proteins are you can only get first class proteins from meat but all that means is that those proteins contain all the essential amino acids but you'd have no trouble getting essential amino acids from a plant-based diet Um, therefore that would obviously therefore suggests that it's not essential to eat meat and um, therefore it's certainly not essential for a good diet. Which also raises the question of whether or not humans are designed to be eating meat. Now, I, I agree with you there in the sense that a lot of people 
are lactose intolerant this is a thing so many people are actually lactose intolerant because we're not we're not made to be like having milk like cow's milk mm. like that's not natural that's that's processed yeah like, and i don't know what the fact is yeah but... that's a whole new debate actually isn't it like cow's milk thing yeah. yeah i don't know how i don't know what the percentage is but it's really high of the amount of people on um the earth who are lactose intolerant and i swear like there is uh, very little numbers of people in Africa um, with lactose intolerance because they don't have much dairy at all. Oh, right. Oh, that's very interesting. I believe, anyway. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Well, this, this idea is touched on in the documentary as well. One example they use, so the documentary is um, called uh, The Game Changers, and it basically follows this UFC fighter called James Wilkes through his kind of discovery of a plant-based diet. And it focuses on a few main themes, but um, uh, one, well, first of which being kind of like fitness and endurance, how we actually get energy from plant-based carbohydrates as opposed to protein, which goes against this kind of like globally accepted um, theory from a scientist called Liebig, which was basically like animal proteins, the superior type of protein and athletes need it for strength. There was not really much science behind that, but it was just globally accepted. You know, you look at gorillas and... Um, like oxes, very muscular animals, very big animals. They get all their protein from plants. Mm. It also then goes into how plant-based diets has um, very good benefits for your blood flow. Mm-hmm. Um, he also then talks about health benefits, the way that um, animal proteins cause um, what's called uh, inflammation of blood vessels. So it basically means it's, it um, contributes a lot more to coronary heart disease, high cholesterol. And they do a series of experiments throughout the documentary basically demonstrating this. But one thing I found really interesting was how it was talking about the very nature of the human body is not designed to eat meat. And he used the example of our teeth. Our teeth are designed for crunching things down, not tearing meat off bone. And he, sh- he compares the skulls of humans and gorillas. Obviously, gorillas aren't meat eaters. Mm-hmm. They do have big fangs. Um, fangs. Or canines. <laughs> um, but those are for more like intimidation. And then the human teeth, obviously, are for, like I said, crunching down. Um, Depends see- if you want to munch on some bones or not. Mm, but then when you look at meat-eating teeth, they're almost like scissor shapes. They're kind of like triangular yeah, yeah. for shredding meat off bone. And that was another key thing of this um, documentary but I, I went into this documentary being like I know I need to eat less mm-hmm. meat I know I need to cut down like it's good for the environment it's good for me but like realistically I'm not going to be a vegetarian and I'm not going to be a vegan I came out the other side being like I want to be a vegan as soon as possible but, basically but are you are you actually going to follow through with that a lot of people say this the, so... the main thing holding me back would be going back home and like forcing my mum to cook different things or forcing mm. like parents to cook different things for you because I'm th- a vegan. Yeah, but I think that's... Well, I'm not a vegan, but if I... Because I want to be a vegan. <laughs> no, I well, think... Well, at least a vegetarian. I think it's good. With me eating less meat already, like at home, my uh, family have also realised, and they've watched this documentary as well, and they've that's completely changed their outlook on eating meat. And so they've reduced the amount that they have by mm. like quite a lot. Um, but Amy Maltloaf, the vegan queen herself, when she um, became vegan, so she um, is allergic to dairy and then other milk proteins. So she was vegan, and that was in 2016 she became a vegan. Um, and, like, then they didn't have so many food, like, 
like we have now like there's so much vegan and vegetarian options like aldi is so good especially for vegan mm. stuff so like it yeah. is certainly becoming a lot more common yeah it is but i think that's but, after you after you that's a chance <laughs> i don't know if a lot of people are just thinking it's quite fashionable to do it at the minute um and they're just doing it doing it for the gram I feel like in every episode we're relating this, or oh, I'm relating this back to social media. But I, don't know. but I think a lot of people are, at the moment, I think it's quite a fashionable thing to do and I don't know how long it's going to last. I know there are a lot of people who are, you know, trying to be sustainable and trying to help the environment, but um, I, I, don't, I don't know how long it's going to last. I think it is a bit of a trend at the minute. I think, but I think that is what, that is the biggest reason why it's such a big trend now. I think for the first time, in a very long time, we're very aware of our environmental impact. We're yeah. very aware of climate change. Yeah. And this is another thing that the documentary touched on. I think it was like the most sort of hard-hitting bits of the documentary was when it was talking about the environmental impact of um, the meat industry and how inefficient it is. Basically, it describes animals as being like the middleman. Animals get their protein all from soil. Yeah. We then eat the animals and then we get protein from animals. But it's a lot more efficient just to cut out the middleman. That's so, from from what I saw. I wrote that down as well. Yeah, that is that, and it is a like a very valid point. Yeah, because it talks about that animals have to eat protein through their animal feed, and about when we eat animals, we're getting about a seventh of that protein that they're just getting from their normal feed. So it's a very inefficient process. We would be getting a lot more protein. We'd be getting a lot more energy if we were just eating essentially the animal feed. Straight to the top guy, yeah, the top and it's, dog. It's, it's talk about how they, they consume way more than they ever produce. Because we, we, we have fields and fields devoted to growing animal food. But also water was a huge um, thing. One, it, the most shocking statistic I'd say from the whole documentary is that one single hamburger is the equivalent of 2,400 litres of water in terms of... Um, Obviously, watering the feed and actually the processing of the meat. That's the so bad. That, that's awful. And it, rec- well, it reckons... I'm shook, Tom. People going, if you yourself, if you go vegan, mm-hmm. you're saving... Go vegan? <laughs> you're saving one million litres of water per person per year. I have something to throw. I have a curveball to throw or a boomerang mm. that might hit me in the face. I don't know. But in terms of with vegans and like almonds and almond milk that's not good for the environment and avocados yeah that is the amount of water i I don't know the statistic for this i have tried to find it and it's really hard to find but the amount of water that's used for just one almond is really Mm. really like it's just extortionate yeah and i think avocados are saying because they don't grow in this country so the amount obviously the transportation of these fruit they go off very quickly and it's the same like with it's it was in america in in the grand canyon that's where um a lot of almonds are grown and the amount of like the water in the uh what do you call it i can't remember what they're called their water reserves have gone down so Mm. much because of it and it's and it's really really bad yeah that's why i don't buy almond milk i'll buy oat or soya yeah it is it described it as like one of the biggest contributors to global what well, is one of the biggest contributors mm. to climate change the meat um, industry but it also said it was kind of like a silver bullet a solution in that it was something we could do something yeah. about and change and turn things around quite easily because mm. um, 15% of all greenhouse gas emissions come from cattle farming which is equivalent to all man-made transport 
all over the world planes cars buses that's ridiculous and animals are produce 50 times more waste than humans in terms of like um whether it's like greenhouse gases and then also like um uh what's the posh word for shit (laughs) (laughs) feces um and then so it is and that is something that we can significantly reduce if not sort of but it's like like well don't know if you would ever be able to stop it altogether, but it's something you could significantly yeah exactly reduce. and if everyone did that if everyone did that that would make a difference mm. but it is also targeting the people that are stubborn and just will not change like yeah. some people are just so stuck in their ways some people some people it's the culture though to eat you know to be eating meat do you think at some point though it'll become it will get to the point where we don't have a choice though? well that's in order to save the planet we have to stop eating meat because there's, there's, there's would these... every single person do that though no like yeah I mean, no you could never get to do that but they also say there's an argument about lamb is eating lamb is actually quite in terms of like environmental it's not actually too bad because the land that you like rear lambs on you can't grow plants on because mm. it's normally dry and grassy yeah um but think of those poor little and it's local it's normally like meat meat production is normally a lot more local than vegetable but when you vegetable. but like when you think of lamb that's just that's a little bow bow that's mm. a little baby like yeah. we're eating that i mean i haven't had lamb for a long time mm. but when you think of it like that it's why yeah. are we doing it but it's it was this the um the narrator of the documentary got quite sort of angry towards the end because he was talking about how there are very, very clear links between processed meat and cancer, coronary heart disease, mm-hmm. colon cancer, prostate cancer. And he was saying, why aren't people more aware of this? Like, there are definitely clear links. And he was he was talking to someone who basically said, they reckon that where smoking was sort of in the 50s is where meat eating kind of is now. So like 50s, 60s, 70s, you'd see adverts for cigarettes yeah, all yeah. over TV um, associated with sporting events as well, athletes and then obviously the advertising got banned also tobacco companies used to pay scientists to try and well, to produce scientific papers to kind of confuse the obviously health risks associated mm. with smoking and he said now we're seeing exactly the same thing being done that's really by interesting actually like Burger King, McDonald's yeah. and things like that and that was another thing where I was like oh that is that is really interesting and kind of yeah. sinister in a way but it's also good to note that even like with the likes of kfc burger king they're getting like their vegan like mm. they're providing vegan things yeah because obviously like butchers butchers need jobs yeah exactly but you know when it's 27 percent of the clean water we produce we just give to animals mm. you know and the kindest the kindest way to treat animals is to not eat them mm. you know and just I don't know I think it was a very convincing documentary I think mm. you should definitely give it a watch well I'm going to give it a watch we could speak for hours on it as well yeah. and, uh, you can see by how many notes I wrote down <laughs> from watching it but really really interesting especially the experiments they did with footballers and firefighters I sort of went into it expecting to laugh at it and came yeah. up being like Jesus Christ yeah well I think we're drawing to an end yeah we are we are drawing to an end so the end of the podcast and well 
the end of the world no right calm down please <laughs> stop being so dramatic yeah this is going to be the last podcast for a while where it's me and Katie sat next to each other in the same room yeah. next time next time we see you next time you join us Katie will probably I'll be on the line I'll be on the line yeah I'll be um, a caller in a Skype call this is the best that we can do in our current situation um but yeah no it's been lovely it really has uh, thank you all for listening once again. Stay safe out there. Um, I'm going to use your line, till we ride again. Till we ride again. Um, but one little thing whilst we finish this week's podcast. Remember, every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. Thanks for listening. Thank you. She's been Katie. He's been Tom. See you next week. Bye.